Hi, and welcome to the Love Learns podcast. My name is Dion Zara, just your average girl wishing to learn more about love and relationships. As a young girl, I always dreamt about my wedding day, and to be fair, I still do sometimes. With many couples around me, I quickly came to realise love isn't as straightforward as the movies make out. So I thought I'd have conversations with couples who made it past happily ever after to learn more about love. And when I say love, I don't mean like the movies and fairy tales, but I mean L-O-V-E, learning to be open, vulnerable and empathetic. So if you're ready to learn, unlearn and discover love through couples, you're in the right place. Hi and welcome to another episode of Love Learns. This week we have Matt and Alice who are going to give us a bit about their love story and how they met. Um, Let's say hi to Alice and Matt. Hi guys. Hi Dion, how are you doing? Good thanks, how are you guys? We're good. Keeping well, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. Um, So we're just going to start off with just how you guys met and then we can go from then have conversations and stuff and see how, where we go so how did you guys meet you want to take this or I... oh we can tag team it go on and go okay. so we met in church and specifically um on the performing arts team matt was um a connect group leader on the acting team mm-hmm. and, and i was part of a connect group yeah yeah, I think you've summarised oh, it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> in church, performing arts. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so were you both attracted to each other when you first met? I think Alice was super attracted to me. I stood out from the rest. <laughs> I remember the very first day I met him, which was, I remember it clearly, the 30th of October, 2015. There you go, you were attracted um, to me. No, the only reason I remember it was because that was the audition day for the before, for the acting team on the performing arts team. Okay. That's why I remember right. the day. <laughs> um, and I remember him, but didn't think anything of him at all. Nothing at um, all. Nothing at Not all. Not even this guy's cool. Not even this guy at all. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, but you thought the world of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, what was the question? Was was I attracted to at the at the start? At the start, yeah. Yeah, like you're obviously beautiful and amazing. Um, so yeah, I think that I did notice, and then as we hung out even more, that's when obviously it was like, oh wow, let's start pursuing this more. Yeah. So when when did it click for you, Alice? When were you like, okay, maybe this could be something? So for me, the first time or moment that I was like, wow, this this guy is really, you know, <laughs> got a heart for God, and I'm I want to know him. I just want to know him. Um. So Matt has an incredible gift in spoken word, and he just randomly out of the bloom um hosted a like spoken word that he made of um story in the bible which is david and goliath no, it wasn't a spoken word was it a spoken word no 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 i i just i voice no you're right i voice noted oh. but i voice noted what i had learned about david and goliath okay. it wasn't quite a spoken well word. it was still poetic yeah. um <laughs> and had a rhythm <laughs> um and that was in March 2016. I remember this clearly. Um, I listened to it on the way home from teaching ballet. 
And yeah, that made me just, and I've never felt that way with any kind of like male before. Like, wow, I want to know this person more. I really want to know him. And yeah, that was the first kind of step of, wow, I want to know him. So I then messaged him privately and said, thank you so much for um, the voice note you sent. It Like I learned so much and I like journaled away and yeah, thank you. Yeah, for me, it was, um, so within church, we, because our performing arts team and, and the way performing arts team operated then was there were loads of events. So there'll be like loads of team socials, but then there was other socials within church as well that was happening, like events, baptisms and things like that. And I just kept noticing when I was going that Alice was also there as well. Just really unexpected because at this point we weren't text messaging or anything like that. But it was just like, oh, wow, Alice is here. This is amazing. And I think for me, that's when it started to click off like, wow, um, she's there. And for me, you know, relationship with God really matters. And so for me, that just really stood out of, oh, wow, she's coming to all these events, all these church events. And wow, there's a real heart for God there. And so for me, that's when it started to click um, even more so. And then, yeah, like God really spoke loud and clearly at one point, which I'm, I'm sure we can get onto later on, maybe. Um, but I think that was the initial this is starting to kind of go, okay, all right, yeah. Very cool. <laughs> so I can see that Alice is the one who remembers the dates <laughs> in the relationship. <laughs> she does. <laughs> oh, so when did you guys know, like, okay, um, I'm going to pursue this. You've said, like, when you're attracted to each other, but, like, when did you know, actually, let's go more into this let me get to know this person a little bit more mm. so for for me I, I remember clearly we were I was going to a team night and um it was like Thursday I think it was um and in the evening like I had no idea if Alice was going or not because at this point we weren't like text messaging much at all if if at all at this point I remember this so clearly because I was actually um walking from Waterloo Station to the venue and just in my heart like I just heard this voice go Alice is going to be there tonight ask her if she wants to like hang out and at this point I'm like well because it, it, it wasn't like a random thought for me that was God saying right she's going to be there but as I said I had no clue if Alice would be there or not um, and so obviously I've walked into the venue and then I've seen Alice is there and I was like, wow, mind blown because I wasn't necessarily thinking about her as I was walking. It just like pin drop, boom, that came into my heart. And it was like, wow, okay. All right, Lord, this is insane, but cool. Um, so yeah, at the event, obviously I'm like, well, this was on my heart and I've got to be bold and kind of ask that question, whether or not she'd like to hang out. Um, and it was nearing the end of the evening, so you don't know if, if either one of you are going to be leaving. Um, but yeah, I just went up to Alice um, at the end when there were less people around and just said, hey, I think it'd be cool to sort of hang out a bit. And then she was like very enthusiastic and actually was like, yeah. So so that, that took me by surprise because I was thinking, oh, maybe she might say no or I'm busy. 
I mean, that day I don't remember at all. I, I don't remember, remember that, that day. At all. Yeah, I remember that really clearly. And you're like, yeah. Um, but the funny thing is, I, I think, so if I'm getting my memory correct here, we, I'd asked her and she said yes. And we'd actually arranged a day to meet. And then about two hours before we were going to meet, I just messaged her to say, oh, I've been looking forward to hanging out still if you stood up for it. And then Alice actually cancelled on me um, and said I can't meet anymore um, because she wasn't feeling too well, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and so I was kind of expecting, uh, like, let's rearrange. But I don't think that necessarily happened quite quickly. It took another month or so before we actually managed to then be able to meet again. So, yeah, that's when it first kind of clicked for me was that in the heart drop of a moment, ask her. And then Alice saying yes, and then things just kind of led from there, really. Cool. So was that you guys' first date, technically? Mm. Like? No, 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 no. Oh, far from it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> far from it. So um, that was just to get to know each other, um, which it took a while to be able to then finally meet. And actually, the first time when we were going to meet, we arranged it that the simplest way to do it was let's do it before church because we're both around. Um, but in true Alice fashion back in those days, Alice was late. And so we we're doing it just before a team thing. And so we'd got about 20 minutes with each other. And then obviously some people started arriving early. So it was like, oh, great. Here, here goes the opportunity to actually really get to know each other. But then I remember thinking, well, actually, if this ever did go anywhere further in the future, being able to hang out in groups is also a really important thing. Yeah. So I thought it was an opportunity to go, okay, well, that's it. We'd want it to be, I'd want a relationship to be very inclusive of people. So I just, again, in that moment was like, let's turn this into another opportunity to go, hey, we never actually got proper time for me and you to catch up. And there was some really interesting stuff you were saying let's try and make this happen again. So it kind of um, progressed from there. Uh, we've probably done, done that about three times. And then I asked her on a date and then it took her three months before she actually said yes to go on a date. So she made me wait. <laughs> Alice, what was your reservation before getting into like actually dating? I think part of it was it sounds silly, but part of it was fear because I knew he was my husband. And oh, wow. whilst we were getting to know each other before the dating, I just, again, it was just that kind of, you just know in your heart. And I just knew this is the guy you're gonna <laughs> spend the rest of your life with. Um, and I think I was just slightly scared of actually stepping into that because like it's, it's a big and wonderful thing. And I think a pattern with me as an individual is when good things are about to happen, I sometimes like tend to back away because I think, oh my gosh, I, I'm not good enough or I'm not you know, worthy enough to have that good thing or experience that good thing. So I kind of like back away. Um, so I think it was partly, yeah, fear-ish. Um, and obviously it's been the best position ever. So it's very silly for it to be fear. Um, and also I've just, you know, taken my time because I was enjoying my single life, building my career, going to church, hanging out with friends and family. Like I, I was 
taking my time. <laughs> yeah. At the expense of making me wait for a while. Yeah. That's not bad. Not that bad. is a very that's very cool though, because I think sometimes we forget that we can enjoy our single single life. Um mm. and just kind of in ex expectation of the next chapter coming, we just kind of yeah. like try and rush things. So I I think that's very cool that you got to like just take your time and enjoy <laughs> yeah. but um about the fear as well what um how did you overcome that obviously now you guys are married so that, that kind of you had to overcome yeah. it how did how did that um how did you talk yourself out of that fear I think just um so we're we're Christians and for me um just journaling and talking to God about it and i you know, he doesn't withhold good things from us. And, but we have a choice to step into them. And I think he was just, you know, being like super gentle in that, you know, this, this is what I have for you, Alex. Um, but it's your choice. And one very specific moment that happened, which was like a, what did you call it? It was like a, a drop. Yeah, a drop, a drop in the heart. A drop in the heart. I was away on holiday with my parents and I kind of knew in my heart this might be like the last holiday I would have with my parents um, being single. Because I kind of, you know, me and Matt were talking and getting to know each other. And there was one time when I was just like listening to worship music and there was that drop in the heart and um, God said to me, he said, Alice, when you go back to London, you're going to step into a blessing and that blessing is Matt. And obviously at the time I was like, oh, that's so exciting, but scary, but wonderful. But I still had a choice because love is a choice and, you know, God will never force things onto you and obviously everyone's like, journey of um choosing their partner is completely different but my journey was that God did say that to me but then I had a choice and um and when I got back to London then I did say yes to our first dates <laughs> also I was really patient as well oh he was super patient <laughs> and you what I mean you're such a patient person mm. in general so yeah, I'm very grateful. <laughs> and um, how was the first date? Like, what were the vibes on the first date? First date was really amazing. Um, so we we organised or I'd organised because it was my my thing to organise. So we we actually just went in the afternoon. Um, we went to mini golf, um, which was just nice, like an outdoor mini golf in Battersea. Um, and then we just kind of took it from there. Really, we kind of quite spontaneous. So we had like a little let's just chill out after picnic type thing then we just went for a walk and we hadn't actually planned to have dinner together it was more just like a let's go for lunch let's play mini golf and then we were walking down the um the Thames and we actually saw like a, a river boat a ferry uh, which could take you from Battersea into Westminster so it was like oh let's just jump on that so then we we jumped on that played a few Probably games yeah that as well <laughs> South yeah. Westminster same same area um and then we went to Oaxaca's afterwards so yeah it was just kind of just let it flow really it was it was really nice um 
we obviously just didn't want to leave each other's presence so yeah I mean it made, made me wait three months to actually say yes so um, you know I was gonna get I was gonna make the most of every second you know um, which is funny because we'll, we'll say this so then we had our second date then after our second date, Alice actually turned around to me and said, oh, I think we're on different wavelengths here. So was trying to like cut it there. Um, do you remember? And then, but um, what's really cool about our story and the way God worked it is um, months before when Alice was on holiday in Greece, I was actually away in India and I was journaling. And again, you couldn't make this stuff up. You know, you just know, you know when it's God and you know it's when it's you. And um, I was actually journaling when I was out in India and God was doing some amazing things and I just journaled and one of the things I remember in this journal was when I was out in India before me and Alice had even gone on a first date was I'd written down if Alice ever says you're both on different wavelengths um, tell her it's not true that's not from from me uh, it's not from God um, show, and show her this and so after our second date um, and we're, we're at church walking around and then as we're walking after church after our second date had happened Alice just threw out the comment of like I generally think we're on different wavelengths here and I'd happened to have my journal in my bag because you know I carried it around um, and then I just remember as we're walking I was like what's going on here and then I remember just a prompting in my heart going remember your journal remember that moment show her it and it was just like wow um, so I did. So then obviously Alice was like, oh, wow. But what, what I did in that moment was like, you know what? There's no pressure here. You organise the third date. If you want another date, then I'll hand it over to you. And you get back to me whenever you like. You don't have to say yes. You can decide to not go any further. Um, or you can organise this date and I'm just going to wait on you. Um, and Alice organised the third date and we became official and that was that so it was a real yeah it was an amazing journey um yeah just god was really at work in it you couldn't you couldn't make it up you couldn't pre-plan that sort of stuff um so it was pretty awesome to be honest. yeah and alice was it the fear that was um coming in creeping in again that made you say we're not on the same frequency yeah so it was it was partly the fear that oh my gosh this is really happening and then I guess because of that fear, I was looking to self rather than to God. And I was looking at like self-worth and stuff and thinking, oh my gosh, he's higher than me and all of that, which is completely not in mm, our yeah. identity as mm. children of God. So uh, yeah, it was a moment of fear and looking to self. And then God obviously showed me and Matt that, no, that's that's not from me. That's, yeah, me need to get out of that mindset um yeah that's that's amazing and um so after that moment how was the relationship for you guys how did you build from there on before you got engaged i just think yeah like having done off so once once alice had actually yeah organized the third date and we we've done that um yeah, I don't know. It was just like everything had fallen into place. Um, so it was kind of like I knew, for example, on the third, there, there were certain things I was journaling, like, you know, uh, when to kiss Alice, um, like down to those details of, you know, share a kiss on the third date type thing rather than try and 
on the first day and and then when you're when you become official then ask Alice to meet my family so it was kind of like right let's go through that process of actually you know I really can see what God's doing here and really just enjoying the time with with Alice let's introduce to the family because it's almost like that's the next level and you kind of want to get family involved and introduce them because you know you want there to be a good sort of connection there with the family as well so I think from then it's almost like you could breathe a little bit because it had been a little bit of a journey up until that point to get on the first date get on the third date I think from there I think we just both started really enjoying it um Mm -hmm. and just yeah having a great time together and then just kind of going okay let's try and make dates happen like once a week if we can and and really try and stick to that and honor that just so we could but also I think what was really important for us actually and kind of yeah what was really important for us is not many people knew as well we were because like on the nature of where we were placed within church meant that we we had loads of people around us and being with on the same team people could generally get really excited for you but also that could be shared across the team and we we kind of recognized that actually this is this is just you know a process for us and until we're kind of growing in that don't share it with everyone so even when I'd asked Alice on a date I'd only let maybe three or four people know actually I really like Alice I didn't tell the world it was kind of like I'm only going to tell a few people those trusted people but even when it became official it still took us a while before we kind of opened up to team to say right you know um this was even on connect group um you might remember the when we was in connect group in Cannon Town where I, I think I shared in sort of November December time and that was a couple of months after we became official so it was kind of like gradually okay let's open this up to more and more people because we wanted to kind of grow it without the I don't know, not the pressure of people, but, you know, it's something precious and you want to kind of almost like keep it contained for a while before the excitement gets out and some people get carried away. And, you know, we just really wanted to enjoy it, to have as much time together as possible to really grow it into something before, you know, sharing it out. Not too long, but not too early as well. So yeah. that answers the question. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and you guys spoke about um, Alice meeting your family, Matt. How was that process for you guys, like meeting families and stuff? Because I know some people it can get a bit tricky, um, but how was it for you guys? Yeah, well, um, Matt's family is amazing. So <laughs> uh, it was really nice. I remember the very, very first time um, I went over and met Matt's mum and Matt's sister, Matt's brother was at uni at the time, so I didn't meet him. Mm-hmm. And we had Chinese takeaway and it was very chilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, a little bit nervous because it's just new and new company, but mm-hmm. they're all amazing people and, you know, relationship is still being built um, as I guess it always is. Um, but Matt's mom is the most incredible woman. Mm-hmm. She's insanely incredible and I love like every single time I we go over and spend time with her Mm -hmm. I always leave like oh I just 
I want to spend more time, just more time. And um, yeah, I think what I guess I find hard personally is um, I've never been able to meet my father-in-law, Matt's mm. dad. So like, there's that kind of, you know, questions of, you know, what relationship would we have had? Um, and yeah, it's, it's a mystery. Mm. Um, but I'm grateful to, yeah, to know Matt's mum and to his sister and his brother. Yeah. Now, yeah. Dad would have loved you. He would have absolutely loved you. He got on really well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, like, meeting Alice's family. So I actually met her sisters first. Because um, your sisters, remember, we had a meal. And they had invited Jimmy and Ben, so their respective partners. Because it's the first time that Alice's sisters have met one of her other sister's boyfriends at the same time. So we, we all cooked together. So actually, having met your sisters first with their partners before your parents, mm -hmm. I think that kind of eased it for me, I guess, because it's like, you know, if you have everyone around, it can kind of feel like, oh my gosh, like so many people. Um, what really helped us, we obviously were walking together by ourselves to the house and a little prayer as well kind of massively helped. Um, but yeah, having met your parents, yeah, it was just nice. Um, they're very chilled out. Your dad's quiet, he's a processor, so he processes. But actually I found in that moment, he was quite chatty as well, mm. which is really cool. Um, so no, it, it was amazing, just, yeah. Um, yeah, I think obviously you're always gonna have the little nerves of, uh, I, I want them to like me because mm. they're gonna have a massive say in whether or not this goes any further. So um, yeah, was a bit nervous, but I think having met them and just being genuine, being yourself, it was kind of like, actually, this is natural. Um, so yeah, no, your parents are amazing. Yeah, yeah. Really they, good, they love so. him, like every time we have dinner, my he will have the seat that is closest to my mum and dad mm. i will be sitting like at the end of the table <laughs> so they obviously love him more than me and little um uh funny thing uh, my parents thought well the doctors um and my parents thought that i was gonna be a boy and if i was a boy they were gonna call me matthew but oh, wow. <laughs> i'm obviously not a boy <laughs> So they obviously got there last year. There you go. Um, it's meant to be. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, yeah, I think with in-laws, it's, it's very nice when that happens and you get you feel that um, presence. Um, and just to clarify, it's because Matt's dad passed away before you, you guys got married, isn't it? That's why you did yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so since you guys have been dating you guys how long did were you dating before you actually got engaged so i think it was um 11 months 10 months 10, months, 10 11 10 11 yeah so 10 10 months before i uh, um asked alice to marry me um yeah i mean that's a very good question because i i guess like when you're just going through the process it naturally happened well i guess for us i can just speak from my experience um i'm not sure if i had too many expectations like i it was an adventure it was, it was going to be a journey it was very exciting it was obviously going to be new as well um i just thought it'd be a good marriage is <laughs> you know knew that there'll be things that i'm going to learn along the way um so yeah i, I think for me i didn't really necessarily have expectations as such it was more like let's go on this journey 
Um, and obviously you can sort of do, you can do like marriage courses and stuff like that in, in our church anyway. Um, so I guess that kind of helped to kind of go, right, this is what you're going to kind of navigate on your journey in marriage together. But I think when we got engaged unnecessarily, yeah, I just was looking forward to spending the rest of my life with, with Alice. Um, so I never necessarily had any expectations. Yeah. So for me, um, it's not necessarily an expectation um, of marriage. It's more an expectation like in our relationship. And I think even to this day, my expectation is that he can read my mind. <laughs> and it's partly because um, one example in our dating process, this was um, just before our second date. I, I like God knows that I love letters. I love a good long heartfelt letter. And um, so I said that to God, I said, oh, it'd be amazing if Matt could write me like a letter, that'd be amazing. And I never said anything to Matt, but then Matt obviously heard from God and um, God told him to write three letters um, to give to me um, on our second date. And so I guess from that first experience, I was like, oh my gosh, wow, he can read my mind. And if it's not my <laughs> mind, God will tell him everything. So for example, in our bathroom, I, I guess I'm like a little bit OCD when it comes to things in the right place. And in the bathroom, I like to have all the shower, um, like conditioner, shampoo, shower gel to be in the same place. If there's a bit there and then a bit there, I get agitated. <laughs> so I always, when I, when I have a shower, will put it in the right place. So I automatically think, well, when Matt goes and has a, has a shower, he's picked it up from the right place. So surely he will then put it back in the right place. Why would you put it elsewhere? So things like that, <laughs> I think my expectation is that he can read my mind just from where, you know, where things are physically, or if there's something I want, I guess assume God will tell him that I want it. And that's not always the case. It has been, and sometimes it is the case. Sometimes it really is, and it's amazing, but it's not all the time. Mm. Sometimes God is like, you know what, Alice, you need to use your mouth really, and actually just, <laughs> verbalize tell him. tell him he's a man <laughs> he's a man <laughs> so just to clarify i only found out last week that it agitates alice if i put the sort of dove shower cream on the other end and don't put it back in the right place so yeah, yeah i'd only just discovered this last week <laughs> and you guys have been married two years now <laughs> well yeah three, three, three and a half almost yeah wow wow oh my gosh that so fast um that's, that's that's a really good point actually um so that that is communication really isn't it like just communicating yeah. and stuff um how did you guys overcome any like communication issues in the beginning because we all communicate in different ways and different ways mm. so how did you guys overcome that for you i think for us when we um have day evenings not on every day evening, but sometimes we'll set time aside to kind of say what is going right, what is going wrong. So like that was last week, for example, when I said about the, <laughs> the shower gel thing. Um, and I think setting time aside to make sure that I guess you're communicating one in each other's love languages, but just communicating well in general 
Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, for, I think it's something that the marriage course that we have done, sort of leading into marriage, sort of built on communication, which is really good. And we actually also read another book um, by Celia and Nikki Lee from HTB as well. So we had read that book also, which is a phenomenal book. And I just think from there, I think, I think it's more subconsciously now rather than consciously. We kind of, I think in the journey have become better at being, well, I think we're always good at communicating, but I think we have been made more aware of, ah, you know, talk about things, communicate, set time aside. Um, yeah, have those times where you go into share things. And I, I just think it, it also takes practice as well to kind of go, because I guess initially you kind of go, oh, do I share this? What are they going to think about this? I'm not sure. But actually in the back of your mind going, no, you're a team and you're both for each other. You're both on the same side. So communicating things is really, really important and not keeping things to yourself to keep like a healthy marriage. Um, so I think we're, we're, we're generally pretty good at communicating together. Um, I, I think it's practice. I think you kind of, I can't even remember if there was like something that had frustrated me maybe where I go, oh, let me not share that. But then actually once you share it, you go, oh, that went really well. <laughs> um, now I can just shit. I'm sure there was probably a time when that happened um, in, in our process, but actually just knowing actually you're for each other. So when you communicate, it's because you, you're intentionally trying to make the marriage even healthier. Mm -hmm. I think subconsciously that just generally really helps to kind of go, actually, we're just going to communicate this. Um, yeah, I think we're pretty good at it. Um, and so like how have you guys grown do you think since you've been married as individuals mm. Can I say that? Yeah. okay <laughs> I think for me uh, one of the things that I recognize about myself which um yeah I, I guess you don't necessarily know until you're like married to someone um but for me I guess a couple of things one definitely finances where one of like the things that we've agreed on in our marriage anyway is I will sort of look after the finances and how we kind of allocate things and do things. Um, and one of the things I learned is maybe sometimes I can be like a saver. I like to save things. So I find it difficult sometimes to spend like a certain amount on items where I'm like, oh no. Um, and so, I, and I never recognized that in myself. Like one of the things I noticed when I was growing up um, in, in my household is my dad would usually go, right, close the door, turn off the light if you're not using it to save money, um, turn off the fan at nighttime when you go to sleep to save money. And I always, when I was growing up, I was like, oh man, like, come on, it's, it's not that much. But I recognized that actually I picked that up and actually I'm the same I'm like yeah let's turn off the light when we're not using it you know save the money so I think that's what I've learned about myself is there, there are strengths to that but also there's areas of growth in that as well is there's got you to be a good steward of finances actually you can use it well it doesn't necessarily mean saving it and holding on tightly to it it, it it's about knowing when to release it and go actually no this is for a bigger picture 
So I think for me, that's one of my areas that I've, I've learned about myself is to try not to be too clingy with finances, to be more sort of handheld out with it. Um, and I think I've got better over the time, but I never knew that was an area before marriage that actually I, I had within myself. So I think for me, that that's probably been a big one for me. That's very cool. Um, for me, since we've been married, I don't actually know, but I'm sure there are many things that you probably could tell. Um, but I think in general, uh, I know that if I miss God time, if I miss exercising, and if I'm hungry, I'm just moody, and I'm just not pleasant to be around. So there's three three needs that I yeah need I need. Fed. I need to be fed, I need to have my God time, and I need to release some happy endorphins. <laughs> yeah. Very cool, very cool. And Matt, how do you manage Alice when she's not had one of those three things, like on a, on a weekday or a weekend? That's a good question. Yeah, that is a good <laughs> That's question. That's a very good question. Honestly, I, there's times where I'm probably like, when I'm not tired and when I would say for me, whether in tune with God is the right word or not, I don't know. But when I'm less tired, then it's like, ah, oh, this is cool. You know, it's fine. I probably recognize, oh, it's just hunger or it's just you've missed God time. Other times I might be impatient um, because I might be tired myself or, and I might not, because I'm a guy, sometimes I don't even recognize it, which it probably is for me is an area that I need to continue to grow into to get to know you even more is to go, oh, is it hung, hunger? Is it exercise? Or, and that's good for me to know. It's like, ah, oh, when Alice is potentially in a mood, as you put it, is it one of these three things? So actually, I, I remember um, sort of side point, but I remember someone saying you know in in marriage you, you're constantly learning about each other so study each other and so i guess that's just that i'm reflecting in this moment going ah there you go maybe if alice isn't doing so well in terms of moods it could be hunger god time or exercise so i think sometimes i can be really good and patient and very loving and other times i could probably be very impatient and go oh no alice is in the mood this is not good um so it's probably, yeah, I'd like to say I probably lean more towards the patient loving husband, um, but definitely there's times where I'm probably impatient because I'm human and haven't quite recognised that within you, I guess. Cool. If that's a fair reflection. <laughs> yeah. And Alice, for you, how do you um, also like manage, as Matt was saying about finances and stuff, how do you manage like something like maybe you want to spend in a certain area and he's like okay maybe we should save on this how do you try to negotiate and talk about that I think it's been a process of just like letting him kind of grow in that journey because like in the first year of our marriage like we wouldn't spend anything like even like day evenings would be like dirt cheap which is fine because I'm like, I'm not a spender, but I'm more of a spender than Matt. Mm -hmm. um, but when I do spend, it will be like 
an investment or it would be like something quality I'm I don't really like spending I don't like spending a lot of money but I do want to invest at the same time so I think it's been just a journey of kind of going okay you know what we're a team but he's in charge of finances and I'm okay with not spending this money I'm okay with us going to this restaurant rather than this restaurant to save money um so I think I've just been kind of like quiet and just let him grow and I've seen over the years like over the three years like how well we have been spending money Mm. and we have been investing in more things and um the way how he approaches it I can totally see a difference and I think that it's just from being quiet and letting him be on that journey I haven't Mm. really said anything about it I think I've just have I? Well, I'm just trying to think, like, whether or not we actually had a conversation in, like, the first year of marriage, whether or not that was an area that was brought up. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to think because I can't remember. But I think it was. No, we I, may no have I think we have spoken about it because we have mm. spoken about how um, neither of us are spenders, yeah. but I am more of a spender. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I kind of, I guess, I see the bigger picture when mm. spending money. So even though money's going out of the account, it's for a bigger mm. thing. Um, yeah, I, I think you would have graciously, like, in the first year of marriage, probably the first few months, because it was so new, because, you know, it was kind of like finances are coming together. So for us, it was like, okay, joint account. Um, but I'm going to sort out, like, budgets and stuff and how we're going to work that, and we're going to agree on, like how we're going to spend finances and when we need to ask each other actually is this okay if I get this or do this and and so that's been a process that's definitely been a learning curve and I think within part of that conversation over in the first year of marriage definitely I'm sure you brought it to my attention but it's like you know you need to just release it a little bit more and not be so like hands clenched on it just release it and I think yeah but you've also been very gracious to let me grow in that area as well um which actually it works really well and I think just the constant communication that we do have um has kind of really helped so I think yeah mm. I I think I, I definitely you have let you yeah. grow in that area yeah. but also like I I used to be a coffee drinker and I used to buy my coffee out every single day and obviously that adds up and then when I saw how much it adds up because I never really used to think about it before being married it was just what I normally did and just um, I was okay with that and then because it became our finances um, Matt didn't say anything and he wasn't like oh I don't want you to buy coffee out anymore can you make it at home he never said anything like that but something in me went you know what I can change this I can make this at home or even I can give up coffee which I did at the end but for other reasons anyway um, and I think making like I guess like little sacrifices kind of here and there helped mm. yeah. with that mm. yeah I think it's good yeah very cool <laughs> very cool I think sometimes we don't talk about that side of like marriage and like the responsibilities mm. and stuff that you tend to not think about mm. until actually together mm. you're like oh actually we need to make a plan for this 
Um, so that's really cool that you guys have given each other the grace to grow in certain areas mm -hmm. and, and learn from each other and study each other and know what to say, what not to say in certain times. That's so cool. Um, I'm going to start wrapping up so that we can like just mindful of time and stuff. Um, but um, from being married, what have you learned about being open, vulnerable and empathetic? Uh, without it, you have a very unhealthy relationship. You you cannot not be vulnerable and open. It just doesn't work. It means that the communication is distorted. It means it's not real. And things don't last when they're not real and authentic. So yeah, that's I guess all I can say is that without it, it your relationship will crumble. I think for for us, yeah, like I just said, it's, it's really, really important. And I think what's really helped actually during the first lockdown we had the COVID, um, we had actually done a marriage course. So we before getting married, we did a marriage course. Being married, we did like a like, oh, you're now married, let's do that. I think that was really healthy. That was really good because it, it again brought to the forefront like just different things within marriage. Um, and one of them definitely was communication and being vulnerable and being empathetic towards one another. Um, and again, just that, that mindset of no, we're a team, like we're working together, we're supporting each other and we can't read each other's minds. And so sharing that only enriches your marriage. It, it kind of like, like a garden, it kind of helps you prune your garden to, to kind of tend it, to water it, to grow it. Um, so yeah, I think for us, it's, it is super important um, to be able to do that. And I always remember like uh, a preacher, we heard preach um, a guy called Stephen Furtick where he's talking about offense as well. Um, and he had a really great visual, which was like, imagine you've got a garden patch and you take offense and you don't communicate and he actually stuck like a, a piece of wood in the, the flower bed. And it's like every offense that you take and you don't communicate, you kind of, in the end, you're actually building a fence between you and your marriage. And then you don't know why. For me, that this visual is always stuck. Um, so I think being able to communicate in that way also um, minimizes the opportunity to take offense within our marriage, which offence will always cause bitterness, it will always cause disruption in your marriage. So being open and honest just helps you, yeah, to keep keep it real, as you said, like keep it real, but also to, to grow in the love that we have for one another as well and the respect. And and I think being vulnerable can be like as simple as saying, I love you yeah. every single day, mm. just without fail, just mm. saying that every single day, because when you stop saying things, you know, just, it's not healthy. Mm, <laughs> and still, yeah. Um, yeah, if you're not watering something, it will die. Mm -hmm. um, so, and our words obviously have power. And if you, if you keep quiet, then things will die. Mm. So I think, yeah, simple as just saying, you know, I love you every day, which mm. is you. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm. So cool. Thank you so much for coming on, guys.
Um, I just wanted to give you guys the opportunity as well. Um, is there anything, projects or anything that you guys are doing that you wanted to share with the audience so that they can reach out to you and stuff like that? Where, where could they find you if they wanted to find you? Um, well, I'm in the process of building my women's fitness mm -hmm. business. So if anyone is wanting a good workout or just a bit of inspiration, or um, um, posts about faith and identity, um, find me on Alice Burnett, mm -hmm. underscore, underscore. I think that's it. I think that's my Instagram account. On Instagram. Yeah, on Instagram. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I think for me, um, spoken word is something that I'm working on at the moment. I'm in the process of uh, I've actually just filmed one actually, but it's about like my story growing up. Um, so that's in the process of being edited at the moment by um, a friend, which is great. So I haven't seen it at all. Haven't seen any of the footage actually. So I have no idea what it looks like, um, but that will hopefully be coming out soon. So um, yeah, I've actually got an Instagram account just for spoken words. So I think it's like spoken word underscore Matt. Spoken word Matt, is it? I think so. I think it's something like spoken word underscore Matt yeah. um, on Instagram. So you can find me there as well. Um, so yeah, just working on some some of that and faith and like God. Yeah, spoken word faith basically. So that's what I'm currently um, getting into at the moment. So oh, yeah, very cool. I'll put like I'll look it up and put them in the show notes oh, so that yeah. people can, can come yeah. and reach out to you through there but thank you so much for coming on guys yeah. and it was a pleasure having you on and hearing your story and how you guys have navigated through so many things um but yeah thank you yeah thanks thank for having you. us really appreciate it it's been really cool just to jump on and yeah what you're doing is amazing so thanks for the opportunity as well awesome thanks guys